having made a personal inventory, what shall we do about it? We've been trying to get a new attitude, a new relationship with our creator and discover the obstacles in our path. We have admitted certain defects. We have ascertained in a rough way what the trouble is. We have put our fingers on the weak items in a personal inventory. Now these are about to be cast out. This requires action on our part, which when completed, will mean that we have admitted to God ourselves and another human being the exact nature of our defects. This brings us to the fifth step of the program of recovery mentioned in the preceding chapters. This is perhaps difficult, especially discussing our defects with another person. We think we've done well enough in admitting these things to ourselves. There's doubt about that. In actual practice, we usually find a solitary self-appraisal insufficient. Many of us thought it necessary to go much further. We will be more reconciled to discussing ourselves with another person when we see good reasons why we should do so. The best reason first, if we skip this vital step, we may not overcome drinking. Time after time, newcomers have tried to keep to themselves certain facts about their lives. Trying to avoid this humbling experience, they have turned to easier methods. Almost invariably, they got drunk. Having persevered with the rest of the program, they wondered why they fell. We think the reason is that they never completed their house cleaning. They took inventory all right, but hung on to the worst, some of the worst items in stock. They only thought they had lost their egotism and fear. They only thought they had humbled themselves, but they had not learned enough humility, fearlessness, and honesty in the sense we find it necessary until they told someone else all their life story. That's it right there. Thanks, Kurt. You're welcome. Uh, good morning, everyone, or afternoon, or night. Paul, alcoholic, or grateful member of recovery, if you don't want to say alcoholic. Uh, <laughs> all right, so into action. The one part, hmm, Where is this thing? We have admitted certain defects. We have ascertained in a rough way what the truth is. We're just trying to ascertain in a clearer way what the truth is about the exact nature of the wrong. Really? Yeah. And so when they say self-appraisal, they may have meant themselves. What I'm, the understanding we're sharing is to see self as a foreign activity. Yeah. It's just that basic, really. And then everything, you're going to look at everything else, but you're going to look at it with these pair of glasses on it, if you like, and see if they bring about uh, some relief and understanding the old pair of glasses don't, yeah? And maybe, you know, all right, old pair of glasses, see resentment as mine. New pair of glasses, see resentments as a manifestation of self in one's life. That's it. That's the difference. Yeah. I'm just a humble member, and I did not come up with this understanding. 
the understanding was revealed. I saw, you know, I was shown stuff and then uh, it made more sense what I was shown than my understanding. Yeah. The idea that I did all these things while under the influence never really made sense to me. I just didn't believe that uh, if I was a separate organic uh, uh, comprehensive entity, I wouldn't do these fucking things, yes? But I had the ability to do them if I was taken over. And that's how I felt addiction and alcoholism was. It was like a taking over and then a using Paul as transportation, basically, yeah? And all the hit and runs would be attributed to Paul. So it was a beautiful camouflage. So he could, de- he could defeat me right out in the open. Yeah? It didn't have to be subtle about it because whatever it dri- drove me to do, I would be the one holding the bag. And I did a whole lot of shit not to hold the bag. A lot of denial, a lot of avoiding, a lot of tons of stuff that didn't work. Yeah. Yet I kept applying. Yeah. So not only was I taken over habits of living a certain way, which were completely unsuccessful, had to be undone by a design for living, really, and a way of life. It wasn't going to be like an overnight uh, miracle cure, in a sense, I, I was going to have to be sort of regrooved in a way, like you would do something that used to fit on one engine, and you're going to use it to fit on another engine, you may have to regroove it to fit the new engine, yeah, to allow more like horsepower or whatever. So I needed to be regrooved based on all the decisions based from self that were made in me. Yeah. They had become habits. If my arm, my right arm was bleeding, I would just look left, really. Yeah. Just avoid shit at all costs. <laughs> yeah. So um, this is the whole thing. The idea of, uh, what did it say down the road? The idea of self. When I see the word self, I see something other than me. It doesn't. It doesn't bring up the old idea that it's me or it's about me. I don't just don't see it that way. And not seeing it that way has allowed me to see a lot of things in a different way. And I feel gauging my own experience and watching a lot of people in our community that this could be helpful, this idea. It's not a mandate or a force thing. It's just another possibility. Yeah. We're not changing the wording of the steps or anything We're we're going to look at something in a different way. Instead of looking at resentments as mine, I look at resentments as a manifestation of something other. Yeah. Fear. I don't look at fear as fear. I see it as an an effect of self-reliance and self-reliance is a reliance on something foreign to me. Yeah. This is the basic understanding that I hope if you bring it to to the path you've been on, you'll see something different in the path. And maybe just maybe it will lead to a a stabilized traveling lighter. So you really won't take yourself so seriously. 
because you won't take yourself to be you. Yeah? You won't. You'll have some question there where you just had blind obedience to it. And now suddenly, a lot of the shit you relied on, you see as false evidence. The same stuff that used to seem like a great idea when presented when you were out there seems to be completely insane now. Yeah? So this is an important point because it's, the contrast is quite, quite different. Either you're looking at all of your defects of character or you're seeing defects of character that are attributed to like an, an illness or a virus, yeah? If the virus was taken care of, you wouldn't behave like the virus causes you to behave. It's just that simple, yeah? So basically underlying it all, you weren't, it wasn't your behavior. You've been afflicted with a disease, yeah? Because it sure seems like most people afflicted with alcoholism behave similarly, yeah? There's not that much unique behavior demonstrated by a real addict or an alcoholic. You can pretty much, you know, it's like one, one story fits all, really. It's just different nouns and locations, but it's basically the same old, same old, yes? Doesn't that imply something? Doesn't it imply that there you are sitting defeated and then you hear people who are sitting defeated and they tell you their thoughts and their feelings and what they did to be defeated and they sure sound like the thoughts and feelings that defeated you. Yeah, and how could they be yours if everyone has them? Yeah, it's a common problem. It's not a unique problem. Part of the common problem is a feeling of extreme uniqueness. It's an attribute. It's not an objective observation. It's an attribute of the disease. That common disease is that you're going to think you're very, very unique and special. Doesn't it? Yes. Your objective idea that unique and special isn't, it's manufactured. That's not a true, that's not seen. Yeah. You've been fed that. The system tells you it's completely essential. Why wouldn't it? It wants to reinforce its survival. So of course it has the host convinced it's the parasite so that we live for the parasite. <laughs> we'll defend the parasite at all costs. It's freaking insane. Yeah. So if you want to keep looking at it that way, far out. I'm not saying don't, but you know, here's another possibility. I think AA is big enough to take new ideas. I do. Yeah, it's, and they're not a threat to AA. Yes. The threat to AA is contempt prior to investigation. That's my feeling. Yeah. I mean, if everything was going incredibly swimmingly far out, let's close the book on a solution. Yes. No more need for more understanding. Let's keep it all simple. It's working perfectly. But is it? Most people don't get to stay sober. They don't. Yeah. Lots of people go back out. And for some of us to go back out is to die and to affect a lot of people as we go down. Yeah. 
if the results were super astronomically good, we'd put an end to any, you know, opening or that power would have stopped constantly revealing to us more. Yeah. But because the problem continues to live on, the solution has to grow, I feel. And, and what they said in, you know, a vision for us is we know but a little. People that come after us are going to add on to this thing. Yes? Add on doesn't mean getting in line and marching. Yeah, adding on is bringing some other ideas into it. Yeah. Not to replace anything, but to be available for some people who don't see it the other way. Yeah. I remember when I used to do a lot of talks around uh, doing fourth step workshops in other countries and stuff. And I would, there was a, you know, after you meet a lot of alcoholics in different places, you see the commonality, the patterns, even in recovery. So there'd be a lot of people hitting 10 or 12 years, and then they felt like there wasn't something in AA that they needed. So they were looking outside, you know, Buddhism, other shit. And in some respects, they didn't see that, that that which could be found outside could be be brought back inside. So it was sort of like, I'm going to leave AA for whatever. Yes. Yeah? So the idea is, why not bring that idea to AA? Yeah. And what idea is it? If you read some of the oldest ways of life, like Buddhism and stuff, they talk about anatta, non-self. They talk about, yes, events happen, deeds are done, but there is no individual doer thereof. And there's no more common example than that than alcoholics. We do the same shit as every alcoholic does. Yeah. How could you say there's an individual doer? How could millions of different people with different upbringings drive to the same three parking spaces, institution, jails, and death? There's got to be something going on there. Yeah. The, the problem is commonly shared. So, yeah, that's what we come here for is to put out. I didn't hear this when I was going. Yeah. I kept hearing the only instruction I ever got about the inventory was to look at my resentments, my fears, my harmings does to others. And that's a good beginning. But after you look at your role in things, you're going to see self's role in things. I mean, it's and usually if you see self's role in things, we call them ours. Yeah. What would happen if you didn't call them ours? Maybe if you just sat there and saw it as self's, maybe there'd be a new, you'd have a new vision or at least a little possibility or a glimpse of really be able to be free from something because you're handicapped if you're trying to be free as something that you're not. That's where we run into the statement from our community, self can't get out of self. Self can't be free from self. Yet that doesn't mean there's no freedom. There's freedom from self. Yeah, from. Please relieve us of the bondage of self. So there's something there that's bonded to self. What's that? Is it self? Is self bonded to self? Something's being implied to be there and in a condition of being bound to self. What is that something? 
Is that what we are? Is that our true nature? We are that vague something that's bonded to self. Now, when you say it's self bonded to self, give me a freaking break. When you read the, you know, that sentence, being convinced self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us, and you can tell me straight face they mean the same thing? Self means us? I don't see it. Yeah? Self is a singularity. Us is a collective. Yeah? We're defeated by a singularity collectively, by the identification as that singularity. Yeah? But my self is different than yours. <laughs> it's not as the basic chassis. You know when they had uh, those SUVs started coming out? Yeah? Remember? And everyone's they're built on the same chassis, a truck chassis. Same one. Oldsmobile, same chassis. Chevy, same chassis. Audi, same chassis, basically. It's the same chassis. Yeah. Oh, but it's an Audi. It has a different name. It's the same chassis. Yeah. (laughs) You find Isuzu trucks. Wow, I have an Isuzu or a Chevy truck. You find out it's an Isuzu. No, it's a Chevy. It says it right here. It's an Azuzu truck. <laughs> they took that chassis. Yeah? Don't you see it? We're looking at the emblem to see a difference. We drive like a Ford. We smell like a Ford. We turn like a Ford. We're a fucking Ford. And therefore, we're not. That's the great joy. Yeah? Through the commonality, there's the real relief. That's not available as the unique separate, you know, idea. The commonality brings us a group relief. Yes. I'm not that. I'm not that sense of, I am not the one who thinks these special unique thoughts. (laughs) That's a thought in itself. And then, you know, we don't go, oh, we're going to change the, for the, the, to me, the whole 12 steps is completely sound. I just don't believe they were clear enough on the diagnosis of the exact nature of the wrong. Forgive me for pointing it out if it doesn't work for you. But hey, yeah. I'd live dangerously if it brought about a great relief. I would. I'll go against the grain if it would bring about a great relief. Yeah. Yeah, so I feel that we had a rough idea. Well, now we may hopefully have a clearer idea. Remember Chuck C., Chuck Chamberlain, new pair of glasses. Well, this is the second edition of the new pair of glasses, let's say. Yeah. I just don't see how... uh, You know, addiction is like a parasitical movement. I don't see how it's going to turn into a service animal or like your friend. Yeah, (laughs) I just don't, I just don't, I just do not think so. (laughs) I see people live free from it for 20 years and then go back out. And I mean, they go down quick, some of them, very quick, in a weekend. Yeah, it's so much easier to destroy than to allow things to build up. Yeah, it just is, isn't it? 
it takes a couple of weeks to build the house. It takes like a second to blow it up. Yeah. So, yeah. So we're not going to have, you know, go over every word of the third step. It's the spirit of it. I'm, I'm looking at the diagnosis you get when you come into the doctor's office and then look at what they're implying to be the operations and shit. But let's get first clear, yeah? Yes, if I have a rash on my leg, it doesn't have to be amputated, yeah? I just need the right ointment. <laughs> it doesn't have to be cut off. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. Thanks, Kurt. Yeah, yeah thanks, Paul. I appreciate it. You know, we had an old friend that used to, he said, used to say this to me, Kate knows who, he used to go, hey, Kurt, you're special. You're just not extra special. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You're a large egg, you're not an extra large <laughs> So, um, you guys- You'll still only make one omelet. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's funny. So, <laughs> do, do we have any hands? Anybody, anybody want to? a comment, ask a question. Uh, oh yeah, we got some. How about Chris? Asked on you. Let's see, Chris. How about you? How about now? There you go. Hey, Paul. I just, I want to thank you once again for doing these meetings. And uh, it's been a big help for me these past couple weeks the higher power thing that finally seems to be I finally see it operating put it that way and oh, it's great. like you said it's like you said it's more that it's like very easy to identify what's not it and so I had a situation at work I work in a pretty kind of a high pressure job in, in technology and things are getting really contentious I was having a lot of resentment like work being dumped on me at the last minute you know blah blah this is not how we should do things and some at some point just really made this became really obvious that i was kind of uh like you know who am i who am i advocating for here who am i who am i trying to protect whom this myopic defensive insecure fearful frustrated thought process who's not me and so i kind of just said well I don't go with that. I don't take direction from that. Then what happens? And then this whole other brilliant solution just came out out of nowhere. And I said, you know, and I presented it. I said, hey, hey, how about if we, how about if we do this? I just ignored all that other stuff. And it was just, I'm happy. Everyone's happy. And then five seconds later, the thought process jumps in to say how, how smart I was for figuring that out and how, you know, I'm, I'm, I was smarter than everyone else because I figured that problem out. And then, but it's even funny, it's fine that that happens because I, I saw that just as clearly. And, and it's so, it's just, I don't know what the higher power is. I, I don't, but it really is obvious what the failed system is. It's so obvious. Like, here we go again, we're gonna, <laughs> making decisions based on that narrow point of view and you know exactly where it's gonna end up. 
And then I ended up finding out a couple of days later, you know, one of the guys I work with, you know, we, we're, we get, we, we, we're real good friends, but we argue a lot at work. And I, he called me up. I said, oh, how's it going? And he goes, oh, I just, I had this health scare. My blood pressure was through the roof. You know, my doctor says that your know, job's a little bit too stressful. I got to get my blood pressure down. And I was like, no, maybe if I hadn't changed up how I was doing things, I would have caused him just all this unnecessary stress. That, like no, nothing about the work is worth that. And yet some those voices just start to talk as if it's a matter of utmost survival, like that my way be the right one and that I'm, you know, my ego is protected and all that. And I just let that go without really knowing what was going to be left. Because I asked you about that before. I'm like, I'm afraid if I let it go, I don't know what will be left. But at some point, it's so obvious that that's what the problem is, that you you kind of don't care. It's like the plane's on fire and you're just going to jump out and then maybe you'll land in a tree, but you don't really know. So that's my share for this week. Great, Chris. Well, you just had a big demonstration. So yeah, you make that a little temporary temple site and just uh, acknowledge something is doing for you what you couldn't do for yourself. This is how how you witness uh, the migration from trusting the finite to trusting the infinite. You you make a, a point to emphasize the, the uh, facing life successfully moments. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It used because to, it used to... It's, a, it's an evidence-based uh, case against the prosecuting lawyer so to speak yes you basically have the goods yeah perhaps there's a better way and let me uh bring about some demonstrations of that better way yeah yeah, yeah. and there's a breaking of allegiance to that which has failed us there will be maybe on small levels but there'll be a the tide is turning yeah yeah and therefore and I mean, I love doing inventories when there's not much to inventory and to make an amend when it's necessary. It becomes like a smart bomb in a sense. You're not being like, uh, you know, carpeted with bombs all day. Every once in a while, something comes up and you have the skillful means to deal with it. It's beautiful. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Ba 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 ba, and then it's, you just the train keeps on moving. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, just onto that. And if it's too much, just do an inventory. Write down, you know, uh, they're dumping too much work on me, and then see that which thinks that's happening to it, and see it is not you, and share yeah. it with somebody. And that's how we do inventories. Yeah, I it's mean, it's almost it's too good to be true, so you don't see it. Like yeah, when I realized the there is no one getting work is, done. The head will forget a miracle in a half an hour. So while you're yeah. driving through life, what it's having emphasized in your vision isn't the clear vision. It's pointing out shit to support its little story about why I left Omaha on going to LA. <laughs> yeah, it's missing yeah. scenery. You have to sort of stop it in the beginning. It's an 
like a forced interruption and say, hey, wait a minute. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, and it just, uh, and then the results were great when I got out of the outcome business. And, you know, so these principles get enlivened by your own experience. Yeah. 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 If you give them a demonstration, it galvanizes the principle. Yeah. At least for you. So, yeah, the the demonstration was, hmm? sorry, the demonstration, what works makes a difference for me is, see, I think some people might be able to make a kind of a leap of faith, but for a lot of us, you really are going to keep believing in the failed system until the bitter end. Well, that's why it's important (laughs) to to, uh, emphasize when it works, the new, you know, the better way. Yes. I mean, this is what happens. The head will forget a miracle very quickly, but will, you know, obsess over a seeming resentment for 40 years. You, you, you do really don't want it to uh, interpret your life anymore, if at all possible, because it's just going to see everything the same old, same old way. Yeah. It, it, it tells me that it knows, whereas the infinite is absolutely clear that, that I don't know anything. Yes. And exactly. that's hard and then you to have accept. the joy of finding out. Yeah. 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 We, yeah, we have a, yeah. <laughs> Some people are more adventurous than others. <laughs> <laughs> Amelia and I get these examples all the time. So we had to take the cat to the uh, the vet. And if you've had a cat, you know, they don't go willingly usually. So <laughs> try, trying to get the cat into the, the box. I fail, so I say, let's just fuck it, you know, but she gets it. <laughs> we get to the vet, and then we go there, and uh, Amelia had assumed the appointment was at 10, and when I asked her, she says, no, I, it's in my phone. And so we got there, and the appointment was at 9.30. <laughs> so it was in her phone, but she didn't see it. <laughs> so so, so uh, once again, we tra- traipse away. <laughs> You never know. Doing something based on an assumption that wasn't true. And so they're beautiful examples of, uh, so she, she said with great faith, it's in the phone and, and she looks at her phone a lot. So I figured, but she didn't look at the phone. So (laughs) had it it in the phone. She didn't look at it. This is sort of like the head. The head tells you a lot of shit. Oh, don't worry. You already know this. Don't worry. Just keep yeah, on yeah. going and uh, get to the store and it's closed and shit. Yeah. I've had that, that thing. You don't want example. that to happen when you're like 80 years old and you, you're, you're going to the last store of your life and it's closed. <laughs> I, listening, listening to your talks, what keeps happening is these little <laughs> anecdotes. Then I noticed them happening. Like I literally went into this restaurant and I was like, should I get, you know, the fried chicken or like the sandwich? And then I see the sandwich go by. I'm like, I'm going to get the sandwich. That looks good. And then the waitress comes over and I give my order. She walks away. I'm like, I ordered the fried chicken. <laughs> like I just ordered the, the opposite thing. That's that right. I meant to. Yeah. <laughs> All that stuff is very telling if you have. Yeah. The, <laughs> like, okay. The eyes to see. Yeah. Yeah. So as a, as a, as a yeah. side note, Paul, when you're trying to get the cat into the box, the cat carrier, if you stand it up on end with the door on the top, yeah, then it, 
and yeah, they, then you drop them down. You're trying to shove them in the side. I have to remember that. I tried it the other way. <laughs> yeah, no, the, you can't put them in the side. But I give up immediately. As soon as it works, <laughs> okay, let the cat out. Then the cat screwed with me the whole day. Resentment. Yeah. I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you, Paul. Oh, uh, yeah, you're welcome. It's we our got, pleasure. It's our we got, pleasure. We got Colleen's got a hand up. All right, Colleen. Hi, Paul. Hello. Oh, there you are. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Oh, Colleen so, Kelly? I'm curious. Yeah, I'm curious. Um, do you still go to regular AA meetings? <laughs> I'm going to one tomorrow with one of my sponsees. Yeah. But and, you, and do you share like this in regular AA meetings? Uh, it matters. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm curious because, you know, doing AA hard for 28 years and, um, and then having the full on seeing my own, my true nature, you know, as a result of meditating, as a result of the 11th step. And, and then going, where do I fit into AA now? Like, and, and you shared about that. And um, you said people found Buddhism or what, you know, left AA. And it's kind of like, kind of where I'm at. You know, I'm like, um, because when you say the self is this foreign whatever, I to me it's just the mind. You know, the mind was always the problem. The mind was the problem before I drink. The mind is the problem after I drink. And now I know the mind is not who I am. So I mean, I think we're basically saying the same thing. You know? Yeah, it's yes, the self. There isn't a self, but the self is uh, a really a mental activity called selfing in my view. Yeah. We use the terminology of recovery. Right. And so like after doing, you know, taking that big bag of, um, you know, character defects <laughs> and doing inventory after inventory and having them not removed, um, you know, when I yeah, saw my yeah. true nature, I turned around and started forgiving myself. So, I mean, that's kind of my message in AA now is like, um, forgive yourself. You, you know, did, did you sign up to be an alcoholic? Did you sign up for your family? I mean, you never, you never had a choice in any of this. Yes, whatever works to bring a little ease and relief. Yeah. yeah, I think I think that's where it is now. I mean, I go to meetings now and I I hear, you know, a lot of like minds fighting minds. Everyone's fighting their mind. And um, I see that whole and I, I have a compassion that I didn't have before. It's really cool. And then I just tell the newcomer, forgive yourself after the meeting. Just forgive yourself. I, I feel like that's my only message now. <laughs> yeah, well. I got a the cat's playing around right now. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It's whatever works and you have a seat assignment. So Yeah, yeah you know, I but there's I, I I don't know if I'm in the wrong meeting to talk about this, but there is a part of me that feels like 
in this two different worlds, like in this, on this, because um, I wonder if I'm not completely going over to total loss of self because I'm afraid that I'll, you know, uh, oh yeah, I'm this horrible alcoholic and I might drink again. You know what I mean? Does that? You're afraid of that or the head says that, yeah. Well, just the, you know, I can see I'm not a person. I can see I'm not, I can see I'm not my body and all that now. So it's like, um, but maybe I won't fully <coughs> go there because of this whole alcoholism thing. Well, that's, that, but that which is saying it's entertaining that has nothing to do with it. Yeah. <coughs> See, right. I mean, there's still, you still have to take care of your body, right? I mean, your body continues and I have an allergy. I know that. Well, yeah. So the point is too, remember, uh, going to an AA meeting isn't usually because of you. Yeah. 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 Of course, the, it's like a service just to sit there at times. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. You just perform as soon as you put yourself in, in that position, you're going to be used. You know, there's a loving power that's using us to express its group, you know, conscious. It's using the group to express its consciousness. So, yeah. So, but sometimes the the other egos, <laughs> sometimes the other egos trigger this ego, and I end up I end up talking again like that person who I, I don't know if I used to talk, but I guess I did um, know something, you know. Yeah. And, well, see, and, so that if. If that's, you know, that stuff comes up, you can always bring it to six and seven also. Yeah. 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 So if somebody, if there's a feeling that the dormant uh, problem gets, uh, you know, tickled by an active problem at a meeting. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So what would you do with that? But just just bring it what you think it is to six and seven. Ask it to be reconfigured. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah, if you mean, look you know, at forgiveness, if you look at forgiveness, forgiveness is like an alchemy. Yeah. You've got something that's solid and seemingly real, and then it's melted down and can be something else. Yeah. Through the through that idea of forgiveness. Now. My, I wouldn't go that way because when I was coming into AA, everything sounded like an order. So when someone would say, you just, just forgive yourself, I would feel like I failed once again. I can't forgive myself. So I, I'm in yeah. the camp of admitting I can't do most shit. So I just say, you know, I'm outmatched and I can't forgive myself. And then there's a forgiveness in there. Yeah. So that's... Uh, seed assignment we we uh, speak from yeah so i'm a complete believer of surrender the idea of surrender and admitting that i can't pull it off so uh <laughs> yeah 
So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's worked. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I had the, I had, I, I've, I really never had a drinking problem though. I, 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 I had a thinking problem before I picked up that drink. Yeah. And then after I got sober, the thinking problem continued. And, yes. um, I mean, but that's the problem, what, uh, the thinking problem. Yeah. Really, really is based on the thinker problem, really. Yeah. Not really the thinking. It's the idea that you're the thinker. That's right. The, and if there's no thinker, then it's all just a whiff of, it's a fucking vapor. It's over. <laughs> yeah, so it's, so the, the problem, see, the thinker is a thought. The idea of being a thinker is a thought. Yeah. Yeah. So that thought rises itself above other thoughts by saying it's the thinker of all other thoughts. <laughs> but that's really the anchor of the bondage of self is the thinker, not the thinking. The thinking is used to reinforce the bondage, but it's the thinker that's the anchor. Yeah. Yeah, you know, but this is the thing. I mean, it's like I went to meetings every day for 27 years and 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 now I'm only going to like one meeting a week, you know, and but I feel OK with it. And then my you know, the, the head comes in. Oh, my God, you know, you got to go into this many meetings a week. And it's just like, wow, this is this is just weird, you know. Um, but it would it would do the same thing with the opposite. If you were going to seven meetings a week, it would take a, <laughs> it would take a contrary view of that, saying you're going to way too many meetings. Oh God, yeah. Just, you don't win in that. That's like a casino. The house always wins. If you play right, cards right. in that casino, you lose. <laughs> Either but how, way. I mean, like I. But when my sponsees call and they say all this stuff, I go, "Well, that's just your mind." <laughs> you know, it's like they, they're like, "I don't understand you anymore." Okay, well, maybe you should get another sponsor because I don't know. You know, it's like it's weird. Yeah, I don't know how you're bridging this. So you have figured out a way to. I mean, I would love for A to go the way that you're talking. It'd be awesome. And I totally agree with you. Like, where, what about an open mind? That's all over the West. That's how Bill was. Bill was fucking doing everything, you know? But the thing is, when you're working with people, you yeah. know, we're all appearing on levels, different levels. Yeah. Right. So if someone's appearing on the level that, there yeah, is and the possibility of fires and then you're and you don't meet them at that level which would be right. where i'll tell you where there's a pail of water and then i'll tell you where there's a constant source of water instead of saying you know just get over it or whatever right that's, that's not being of service in a way so your service right. is not uh it's given shape by the situation at that moment. It's not like I'm going to beat everyone over the head with this idea that self is a foreign pathogen. <laughs> I don't. I don't no, say. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just learning how to live on these levels. It's 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 brand new. You know. Well, find a platform like this. This allows me to to uh, get out of the closet and run around. Right. <laughs> so I'm lucky that I have a platform to right. sort of put out how I see things 
because exactly. uh, in a lot of times, how I see things isn't that important. Yeah. <laughs> I'm participating in uh, a loving something expressing itself through us as a group. Yes. Yeah? So my way of seeing it isn't that important. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and I think that's where A and like non-duality go together. It's, it's not about you. It never was. No. Yeah. So, and you know, people go through, yeah, you can go through <laughs> a lot of phases without having the phase leaving AA occur. Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't think I could ever leave AA because I go to a meeting and there's love there's there is that unconditional love it's there it's it permeates i mean it's you know so yes. i would definitely miss that you know yeah, well that's wisdom yeah yeah to know yeah. that hey colleen yeah. well, for colleen, talking to me colleen, Paul. i really colleen, appreciate it wants to say something colleen okay. we've got a couple other hands up we yeah know. i know thank you paul nice to see you colleen yeah yeah emerson yeah. how about you Thanks, Kurt. Hello. Hey, Paul. Um, question. As it relates to the 12 steps or just what is non-duality and how does it relate to the 12 steps? I've been listening to a lot of non-duality stuff. And sometimes to me, it just sounds like nihilism. Nothing matters. There's no beginning, no end. There's no... Um, it's, it's just like there's almost nothing. And I like the, the mystery of, I, you know, meditation, prayer, you know, the not knowing. I mean, I like I, that appeals to me. That feels like, and I see something real in that. But sometimes with non-duality, it just, sometimes what I hear is that like nothing matters and never did. Well, yeah, I can understand that as a topic. Yeah. If you study it as a topic or something, if you bring it into your life as an event, it's different. Yeah. So non-duality here is best seen by its expression, not by its absoluteness. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's what I have to say about that. Yeah as a topic, as another mental or intellectual understanding, uh, it can be, it can seem to be very, very dry. We, we call it like uh, non-dual Pharisees. They're very clear on the letter of the law, but they're not sensing the spirit of it. Yeah. So non-duality is, is a, a presentation of what could be a fact. Yeah. About life that will bring up a lot of contrast in the understandings we live life by, yeah? And maybe the understanding of non-duality will challenge a lot of misunderstandings that we're living by, yeah? It's really the effect it has on the experience, yeah? Or more so on the experiencer, realizing you're not the experiencer <laughs> that produces a traveling lighter, yeah? Uh, through whatever life has in store for you these 80 years or 70 years, yes? Mm -hmm. So the value of non-duality isn't in the absolute brilliance of its of quintessential uh, conceptual idea, yeah? But by how 
that jewel uh, is reflected through us by our entertaining it. Yeah. Yeah. So you can re you can be that jewel of non-duality can reflect through you in whatever lifestyle you're in. So that that light can be brought to recovery through that jewel. Yeah. Being reflected by us. Yes. Yes. And then that jewel, wherever it hits, it, that same light is going to produce different effects. Yes. So there's a uh, relief is best to be lived, right? Yeah. You know, like they used to say resentment or whatever is best served cold or whatever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, relief is best to be lived. It's best to be served presently. And mm -hmm. I find uh, that relief and the focus of it uh, seems to be the shape of the whole of non-duality. Yes. So I feel the idea of non-duality is uh, uh, doesn't actually, when you see everything is meaningless, uh, it, it produces art, really. Yeah. It doesn't produce nihilism for me. It produces art. I found that I'm more of an individual not being an individual. Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny how it works that way. So the more I lose interest in self, the more I'm interested in a lot of other things. I'm not, uh, I don't sleep in a, I don't sleep in a coffin every night. <laughs> so of course, non-duality as a topic seen from us can seem to be very, very dry. What it does, it triggers a lot of relief uh, because we're burdened by misunderstandings. Yes. So, there's a very simple way. Everyone would agree events happen, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone would agree deeds are done. So events happen, deeds are done. And then supposedly Lord Buddha would insert, yet there's no individual doer thereof. Yeah. So there's events are happening, deeds are done, yet there's no individual doer thereof. That's the traveling lighter. Because the heaviness in the events and the deeds is the one that thinks they're doing it or going there. Yeah. So it it releases. It it takes a, a burden that's not even noticed, but has a huge effect. It take it releases us from that burden. Yeah. Of ownership of doership, and it it brings it brings a lot of light into the experience. So. Uh, I find non-duality uh, in recovery is represented by the, the diagnosis of self as a foreign pathogen or a mental activity. So this sense of being a one and the doer and the thinker is fluid. It's an activity. It's not a fact. Yeah. So that fluidity could be changed or missed or could be redirected. And I feel non-duality is like a redirection of that fluidity. So you're more involved in the doing of life than being the doer of life. Yeah. Repeat that one more time, that last thing. More involved in in the doing of life instead of okay. being the doer of life. Okay. It just changes like uh, it's almost as if you're, 
your mile per, per hour is geared with the flow of living, yes, instead of uh, another speed of observation. Yeah, it's just nice. Yeah, so that's how I see it. Okay. But again, you have to realize everything is heard usually from a self-centered point of view. And the self-centered point of view looks at everything as something it can use. So people use non-duality as an escape from responsibility. Like, well, if there is no person and there's no alcoholic, then why do I need to do an inventory? But that's the... That's the sense of being a person trying to get out of the sense of being a person <laughs> with non-duality. <laughs> That's my view. <laughs> You'll do it. The head will try it and then it'll fail and then you grow out. You outgrow that. Yeah. Okay. All a right. lot of this is like we say in AA, outgrowing shit. Yeah. So you get you get the idea of non-duality, you become a non-duality Nazi or something, and it's everything's absolute, there's nothing happening, there's no and that that gets tempered down, yeah. Okay. It's an immaturity. And then right. you just live from you're not trying to you know live to or speak from non-duality. You're just living from its effects, yeah. It's an incredible Okay. You know, I've had two answers in this life, seriously, two profound answers. I got struck sober, 1988, and since then, I've never had a strong feeling or urge to drink or use. Incredible solution. The second one after that solution was non-duality, because it gave me the solution to the exact nature of the wrong of alcoholism. Yeah, yeah from the relief from alcoholism, I could see the, ex the exact nature of alcoholism, which is really an amplification of an underlying condition, which is identification as self. Yeah. Obsession with self is really the root of the problem. Yeah. Alcoholism is an amplification of that. So we're extreme versions of self-centeredness, self will run riot. Yeah. So alcoholism amplifies some aspects of selfing yes so but the underlying thing there's got to be something there to amplify which is this bondage of self and so non-duality doesn't go to the amplification the alcoholism it goes to the the bondage of self which is an idea yeah we're bound to an idea that i'm a doer no matter what happens through me we're bound to the idea that I'm the thinker of all these thoughts, no matter how crazy they fucking are. Yeah. The idea we're bound to this idea that we're the feeler and feelers are, feelings are facts to us. Mm. We're bound to that idea. This is the bondage of self. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So, okay. this is, okay. so instead of getting out of the bondage, what non-duality is putting forth is you're not in self. Yeah, where everyone's trying to get out of the bondage of self, it's telling us get out of see you're not in self, and there'll be a release from the bondage. And I feel that's correct. To tell you the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. All right. so, Thank you very much. Yeah. Kate's got her hand up. Hey, come on in. Uh, Kate. Yeah. Hey. Hey, Paul. Thanks. It's, um, good being here. You know, I really like what you were saying about um. You know, you think AA is big enough to take new ideas, and yeah. I think, um, 
you know, I mean, a principle will always be a principle, right? I mean, gravity is always going to be gravity, but how we interact with gravity can change. And what you're speaking to for me is, um, you know, as you said, I mean, Bill talks about in the book, you know, God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. And I think that um, we can get so locked into dogma in AA as opposed to the spirit is really alive and vital and changing and quite dynamic. Yes. And and the cool thing about, for me, about what you're presenting, because I'm kind of someone that someone can say something for a while and I, my mind just goes, writes it off. You know what I mean? But what you're presenting, which is cool, is like, basically you're saying, you don't even have to believe me, but try it with the old pair of glasses of seeing like resentment as self and then try it on, just give it a go with, you know, a new pair of glasses as seeing this is not, I am not self. Yes. Um, yeah, my experience you know, of experience, trying it, trying what you're saying is, um, is that freedom, you know? And I I love how you're presenting um, with greater clarity that which I think the book was always trying to say. Well, it does say it here and there, and then it falls back into the self is us, but it's very clear in a few of the statements there, the download is that self is not us when we're driven by a hundred forms of fear that doesn't that's not casting us as the driver it's casting us as a vehicle that can be driven yes yeah and so there are some really good nuggets in there Mm -hmm. and those nuggets just turn things around for me because uh as long as i kept taking myself to be that when I was supposedly the the bad reaction to that, which was getting fucked up, the bondage of the good reaction was I have to continue to get better. Yes. So I became like an urban renewal project. And the one who was running the show was the fucking problem (laughs) going over how everything was going. And it was almost its own hell compared to you know, fucking up and going crazy out there. It was like the word perfection. I was getting beat over the head by it all the time. I had to do everything perfect. Yes. And it was another bondage of self. Yeah. Completely. And I was like, fuck this. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, I could see it presented. You know, you're going to have to constantly write about fears the rest of your life. Uh, I'm more in the camp of I like to outgrow fear. Yeah. I don't want to manage it. So, so once I saw with this idea of non-duality in, in the theater of recovery, that I may not be this thing that has defeated me. Yeah. That opened up a huge, huge, big door, like a garage door, a truck could drive through it. And I, and I was completely planted and I can be free from it. Where before I was trying to be free as self from my for forever finally that got corrected and i now had a sense of the possibility of being free from self which is the key to me yeah i don't think we're going to be free as self i don't i mean it's proven it just doesn't work yeah every freedom as self becomes a form of bondage sooner or later yes yes 
and identity grows from there. So now, you know, you had an identity as a junkie. Now you have an identity as a great spiritual meditator. You know, the identity, it's like a barnacle. As long as there's a hull being offered, it grows. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So this idea of that's where like what Colleen was saying, I didn't see so much forgiveness. I see a blanket forgiveness as acceptance. Yeah. So there was an acceptance came over this event called Paul or Pauling and uh, the urban renewal project was canceled. It was great. You know, it was all right. You know? Yeah. (laughs) Paul, it reminds me, you know, like in the book, when it talks about inventory, it says a business which takes no regular inventory usually goes broke. Yeah. I was also taught that a business that stays in inventory also goes broke. Hmm. You've got yes. to be open for business, you know, and that's what you're saying. You know, like if I stay in that, I'm stuck, I'm stuck in self. Yes. You've got to be open for business or, you know, free from self, which is what you're presenting to me. Yes. Yes. It's like that. I had a, a guy who I really I care about. He, I felt, and I was in a position to have an opinion because I was his sponsor. So he asked me to have an opinion where I wouldn't bring it up if he was a friend. Yeah. So I he was constantly doing inventory and it got obsessive. And I told him, you can't, you got to stop doing inventory and enjoy sobriety. You know what I mean? He was going over every minute decision. Like if he turned left or right on a street to see what his motive was, it was insane. I was going, you got to stop, stop this. So yes, this is what can happen. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's different way it expresses itself when you're in you're playing the role of the thief, you know, when you're out there going crazy, and then when when the, the policeman takes over, they have different ways of expressing, but it's a form of bondage, both. Yeah, yeah really, and having been handcuffed on both ways. I'd actually would take the thief way better. At least you have some fucking fun. (laughs) (laughs) The other way was just fucking dry and a big stick up your ass. (laughs) It was very uncomfortable. So, so uh, this is uh, being placed in a position of neutrality. Yes. Yes. Which is gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Thank you, Kate. Yeah. I like that idea of if you continue to take inventory, you're never going to. Yeah, you got to be open for business. There's going to be any commerce going on. Yes. There won't be, there isn't going to be any give or take. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. He, he told me that if I stayed in inventory, my business was always going to also going to go broke. Yes. To open the doors and be open for business. Yes, definitely. Yeah. This is why I believe. I don't, I disagree with the statement, you have to have it to give it away. I believe if you're willing to give it away, you have it, meaning that sense of presence. Yeah. Yeah. I don't believe you got to get it to have it. I think you have it by giving it away. That's just my opinion. Of it. Yeah. Thanks. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Kate. Well, Paul, we're uh, 11.40. You want to say your goodbyes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to. Hey, I want to thank uh, everyone actually. But is this a emo- emoji? 
the one who asked me about the non-duality? Well, no, thank that, you. That was Emerson. Oh, Emerson. Thank you, Emerson, for the conversation. Yeah. Thank you. I needed it. <laughs> I did. All right. Well, we yeah. both did, obviously. All right. Very good. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. All right. We got John S. from Florida. Nice to see you, John. Yep. Kurt C. from Redondo. Always a pleasure. I feel like uh, there's some kind of barrier why I'm not going to Southern California. Maybe a little break soon. Probably Italy. Uh, yeah, Italy. That's gonna, that's one. Yeah. But we got Walter. Nice to see Walter. William. Always a pleasure. Thanks for coming, William. Being a part of this whole event. Anu, as always. Yes. Jacob and Alex. Yes, there they are. Nice to see both of you. Kate, thank you for the share. Roman, it's getting nearer every day, Roman. Yep, yes. There are gonna be some lives, bitch slaps happening. Yep, followed by a nice shot of espresso. Mm, not bad. Play your cards right, you'll have cappuccino with the master. <laughs> Amelia. <laughs> Uh, Hallie, nice to see you, Hallie. Thanks for your share last week and stuff. Lucas, Kaiser, Chris, nice to see you, Chris. Yes. Don't rely on you to tell you how good you're doing. Yeah. It's not going to. Yeah. Just uh, recognize it. You're feeling different. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Stacy, as always. Kerry, some of the major building blocks of our Zoom world, Kerry and Michael and Kurt and Anu and Jacob and Alex and a lot of people, Kate, Roman, all of you really, Kaiser, Chris, all right, we got Joseph, Joseph has moved, he's in another location now, nice to see you, Joseph, yep. And, uh, you know, when we go to Italy, we're going to put up a a schedule. We'll try to zoom some stuff and we'll do some of these meetings. I think I remember I can, I can do them, you know, the, the recovery meetings. So, but it will be on the website. Uh, we got, let's see, Jeffrey from Seattle rolling around. There you go. Keep your eye on the road there, bro. Uh, we got Annette. Nice to see Annette. Stefan on having never left. Mickey, as always. Colleen, yes. We Colleen. need you in Palm Desert, Paul, the sobriety capital of the world. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I'm, uh, I'll, I'll speak for food. <laughs> That's, I have a, <laughs> uh, we got, uh, let's see who else. Oh, Jimmy. Jimmy got love and uh, tolerance of others is our code. And we have ceased fighting anything or anyone, even even other alcoholics. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. Uh, we have Nina. Nice to see Nina. Nina, it's going to be wonderful, Italy. You're going to love it. Yes. Yeah, this is a lovely place down there. I haven't been to this exact place, but I've been in the area. 
and hopefully it will be the same weather as when we were there last year. The water is crystal clear. What's, what's good, though, if you can get one of those uh, water boots, you know, the rubber things, because a lot of the beaches are big pebbles. So, yeah, and it's nice to actually walk in the water with those rubber little slip-ons. Just looking out for you, honey. That's all. As long as you send me shopping, I'll be fine. All right, I'll tell you. Something I'll else you. to buy. All right. <laughs> all right. Jed, nice to meet you, Jed. Oliver from Berlin, always a pleasure. Oh, Malkin. Malkin has resurfaced. It's always nice. He's a very exotic fish. It's important to notice him when he comes up. He goes deep. We got, uh, let's see, Colleen, we got Colleen. So the funny thing is when Colleen talked, uh, my nieces, my, one of my nieces is Colleen Kelly. And I was wondering if it was her at first, I swear to God. I was going, is that my, I haven't seen my nieces obviously in quite a while. So I'm going, is that Colleen Kelly, the one, my sister's daughter, but whatever. So we got uh, Abraham, Dr. <laughs> Miles. Uh, let's see who else. My oh, uh, I think that's about it. Let's hey, thanks everybody, yeah, and thanks, Paul. Uh, we'll see thanks, you Paul. tomorrow. We'll see you this week. We'll see you next week. And you, everything is, every, if you're interested in the uh, the talks, they're all up on Zen Bitch Slap events. And it's basically, uh, I think that there's no passwords for any of the rooms. You can just go from the Zoom on the event page. All right. See you guys. Thanks, Paul. Yeah. Thank you all. Take care, everybody. Bye. See you, Kurt. Bye, everyone. <laughs>